0: What I would like to talk about this morning is be still and let go. Be still and let go. I have read this scripture before, but when I was preparing for this message, it just came right out and just jumped at me. It's from Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11. Psalm 46, verses 10 and 11, be still and let go. It says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still. And I remember, and I think my grandmother still has this on her wall. There's a, there's a picture um, that's, that's older than me. It's on a, on a wooden uh, slice of wood with a painting on it. And it says, be still and know that I am God. And it's a, a, a waves crashing against the rocks. And I've always remembered that. And that's what I think of when I hear this verse, be still. In the Hebrew here, it, is, it can also be translated as let go. Be still and let go. And know that I am God. There are storms that will strike with great force and great fury in everyone's life at some point or another. No one is exempt from life storms. How many know that? Nobody is exempt from life storms. It just, it, things happen. They will happen. But know that as a follower of Jesus Christ, we must never forget that He is still God. We must know that He is still God. Be still and let go of everything that will try to get your attention and focus away from Jesus and know that He is God. A few years ago, there was a storm called Hurricane Sandy. It was a monster storm that swept over New England, and everyone knew that it was inevitable and that it would come. There were adequate warnings and time to prepare. Nevertheless, dozens of lives were lost and damaged, and personal property was catastrophic and staggering, but no one was really to blame for the storm. How would they pick up the pieces and cope? Today, the world is dealing with the reality of COVID-19 coronavirus that, that as of May 16th, yesterday, worldwide has infected 4,632,903 and has killed 311,452 The US numbers alone are staggering with 1,467,796 cases and with 88,745 deaths. While doctors, nurses, health professionals, and government leaders are trying to do everything they can, a feeling of helplessness can and for many it still prevails, but the storm has affected and change everyday life for almost every American, leaving some to wonder when will this storm ever end and how can we continue continue to deal with this upheaval and return to life as normal? I don't have the answers to those questions. But while this storm is not yet over, it will certainly not be the last storm that we will ever encounter. Many other storms, even more Powerful, personal, emotional, relational, and spiritual storms and struggles will come. But know this. It's time now to prepare for the storm. Regardless of whatever circumstances have or may yet happen, whatever aftermath you may have to deal with, be still and let go and know that He is God. He is still God. When everything is said and done, be still and let go and know that He is still God. The last part of verse 10 says, I will be exalted in the earth. I will be lifted up and elevated. All people will know that He is God. All people in the earth will know that He is God. The first thing that you have to remember is don't focus all of your attention on the storm. Don't focus all of your attention on the storm. When the storm hits you out of nowhere, sometimes all we can see is the storm. When your back is against the wall, you feel helpless and surrounded by the latest storm. Just like the children of Israel felt when they were pressed against the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was closing in on them. God's messenger Moses told the people in Exodus fourteen thirteen and 14, he says, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Being still sometimes is difficult because there's all kinds of things that we can think of that we need to do and and that we need to react to and we need to respond to. And what God says is just stop! Be still. And let go. Let go. And know that He is God. He is still God. Luke chapter 8 verse 22 says one day Jesus said to his disciples let us go to to the other side of the lake so they got into a boat and set out as they sailed he fell asleep a squall came down on the lake so that, a, that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger the disciples went and woke him saying master master we're going to drown he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters the storm subsided and was calm Where is your faith? He asked the disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the wind and the water, the winds and the water, and they obey him. They were calling out to the Lord, which is perfectly okay to do. But then Jesus said, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? It's like you should have known. And I think the same can be true for us, that we have to be still. We have to let go of the storm and what it's doing to us emotionally on, on the inside and what the potential is for that storm to do. And we have to, we, we, we don't want to be in the position where we say, well, wherever's your faith, we should have known all along. We should have known all along. He got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging waters. That's what he did. Don't focus all of your attention on the storm. Focus on Jesus. Let your faith rise up because when you know Jesus, you have the power to be still and let go and know that He is God. You have to focus on your foundation. Proverbs 10.25 in the King James says, the righteous is an everlasting foundation. As the whirlwinds pass, so is the righteous. So, so is the wicked no more. But the righteous is an everlasting foundation. The only reason that we, the righteous, can be an everlasting foundation is because Jesus is our foundation. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For not one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. There's an old song that was written in 1834 and I want to share these words with you. You've probably heard it again. It was written by Edward Mote and it's called, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Verse 1 says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No merit of my own I claim but wholly trusting in Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When weary in this earthly race, I rest on His unchanging grace. In every wild and stormy gale, my anchor holds and will not fail. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. His vow, his covenant, and blood are my defense against the flood. When earthly hopes are swept away, he will uphold me on that day. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When the last trumpet's voice shall sound, oh, may I then be found clothed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand before His throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. We keep our firm foundation by never turning our hearts away from Jesus. As long as we keep building our relationship with Him secure, we have the assurance that we can be still and let go and know that he is God verse 11 of our texts says the Lord Almighty is with us the God of Jacob is our fortress fortress is a stronghold a place of defense or security that's what fortress is I also want to read this in the King James this morning it says this the Lord of hosts is with us The God of Jacob is our refuge. I just almost had a breakdown when I looked up the definition of refuge. I've gotten into something that's really been a blessing lately. My former pastor, Marcus Alexander, told me many years ago, before we had internet, he said... uh, he said, uh, when you're studying and preaching, he said, get a dictionary, just a plain dictionary, and look up words as you're studying them, and just look at those words because it's powerful. And I've taken that to heart, and I've done that. But lately, I've, I've stumbled across Meanings in words change, and modern dictionaries are sometimes different. And the Bible was written thousands of years ago. So I've been referencing Noah Webster's original 1828 version dictionary. And I've been looking up some words in there because he was a follower of Christ, and he based many of his examples and uh, research around spiritual connotations and around the Bible itself. And I found some of these old definitions that are probably in modern dictionaries, but there may not be as prevalent, but I thought it was, this was powerful. So the word refuge, I want you to hear this. That which shelters or protects from danger, distress or calamity. That which shelters or protects from danger, distress or calamity. So the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Refuge also means a stronghold which protects by its strength or a sanctuary which secures safely by its sacredness. And get this. This is the one that really just sent me over the edge. It says, And any place Inaccessible to an enemy. Any place inaccessible to an enemy. So yes, the God of Jacob is our refuge. He is our fortress. And because God is our fortress, we have Him as a place that is inaccessible by the enemy. The enemy can't get to us as long as we are in the refuge and fortress the Lord and then it ends with the word Selah there are many many things and and, in modern translations this word is just a footnote it's not really in there but it's in a lot of the and it's it's, there's a broad discussion about what this word actually means and I found at least seven different meanings of what potentially it could mean it could have been a musical term, but most generally, what I found was that for anyone singing these songs, it was a place to pause. Um, it was also a place where you were supposed to, when you sing that song, elevate that portion of the song in in volume and in emphasis. My former pastor Steve Bookout, he said, uh, he said. Um, Uh, one of the, the, the meanings that he found was just stop for a minute and think about what you just read. Just like stop and repeat it kind of thing. But the emphasis is there saying just stop and think about that and encapsulate that. Focus on that. So when you see that in the Word of God it's like, okay, you've read all along and you see Selah in there. Just stop and read it again. Focus on it again. Emphasize it again. Think about it again. What do you think about that? It's a good area of focus. But the Lord is our fortress. Be still and let go of anything that will hinder you from focusing on Jesus. Be still and let go. Be still and let go of the trial, the storm, the hurt. The pain that is holding you back from fully realizing and knowing that beyond a shadow of a doubt, He is God. He is still God. He is your refuge from the past. He is your strength for today. He is your hope for tomorrow. His name is Jesus. Be still and let go. Be still and let go let's pray father i thank you for your word today and i ask lord that you would just strengthen our hearts right now lord during times of uncertainty and difficulty we turn our hearts toward you lord if anyone is listening or watching today that doesn't know you I pray God that they will realize that there is a God that loves them there is a Savior named Jesus the Son of God that died for our sins so that we can have eternal life so that we don't have to go through these storms alone that we can be still and let go of everything that will hold us back let go of our past let go of our present and put it in your hands trust you for the forgiveness of our sins and making everything right on the inside because that's what you do. You wash us clean with your precious blood for our sins never to be remembered against us again. And the Bible tells us that our transgressions will be removed as far as the east is from the west. And God, today as we turn our hearts toward you, we let go Of everything. Lord we on our own. Make a mess of our lives. But you give us hope. And we thank you for that hope. And so I fully accept you. Jesus as Lord and Savior. In my life. Take hold. Help me. And encourage me. And I know that you'll be there. Because you said you would in your word. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. We've got a free resource that we want to get into your hands. It's called Rescued. It's a powerful book written by my friend Darren Pilcher. And it really irons out the things that you need to do as a new follower of Jesus Christ, as a believer. And it's a good pattern for all believers to remind you how to keep strong. Number one, stay in the word of God. Number two, pray on a regular basis. And number three, uh, that is attend church as often as possible. I realize that many times church attendance recently has been impossible. But we are open and we have seating available. I understand that some are apprehensive about it, but don't ever think you can't ever attend church or you're scared about church or whatever. You need to attend church. You need fellowship of other believers. We, we're here to encourage each other. That's what the family of God does. Uh, my former pastor Steve Bookout, he used to say, well, you know, people say, well, I can be a Christian without attending a church. He says it makes about as much sense as saying, well, I'm a baseball player, but I don't have a team. You need a team. We all need a team. We need encouragement. We need encouragement. And when you do those three things, you will be stronger in your faith than ever before. The first thing that the enemy will try to do is he will try to push you down and he will try to say nothing is really different about you. And he wants you to run around in your old sphere of influences, wants you to continue walking. But when you have made a change and a and a belief in Jesus Christ to follow him as Lord and Savior, what, what the Bible says that old things are passed away and all things are become new. You're new on the inside. And don't let the enemy of your soul plant thoughts to the contrary. Amen.